What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, here on this rainy Friday in North Mississippi. I am excited to be back with you. I'm feeling much better. I believe God has talked with me, and I am looking forward to having a conversation with you. So without further ado, let's cue that intro and have the conversation. Thanks for joining. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks. I want you to know that I'm grateful that you're here with me. And again, I want to welcome you to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. Let's go. What's up again, guys? Welcome to the show. As you can tell, I'm a little bit hyped up, but it's because I have been doing this show the last few weeks uh, under the weather, and now I feel a little bit clear, although you can hear the rain falling outside my window, I think, Um, but but I, I am feeling much better, and so I'm excited to get to talk with you in a clear mind. And so, but but I, I am excited again that uh, you've joined with me, and I feel confident that God has talked with me, and that I want to share again with you what God has given me. I want to start us out with some very uh, common scriptures. I think, especially in the apostolic um, world that we live in, this is one of the the first go to scriptures when we start talking about the oneness of the Godhead. But I want to start with John chapter one, verse number one, and then we're going to go from there. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. In verse number two, verse number three says, "All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made." In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. So I started to think about these words, and and again, we we, we start to go towards a oneness Bible study when we start to talk about these scriptures. But but this week, for whatever reason, my mind began to, to wander and begin to go into a different direction, and this pattern began to open in front of my eyes, and I started to see something that we know, but sometimes we simply forget. Um, so what, when I'm reading this, it says that that in the beginning there was the Word, and God was there and with the Word, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning, and, and all things were made by Him, and by Him was not anything uh, made that was made. And, and, and it's talking about all these things, but, but everything that echoes to me right now in that Scripture is the fact that God was there. In the very beginning, so if we look at that scripture and we and we start to use uh, cognitive deduction and start adding things together in our minds, then it's very clear to me that it says, "When there was no star flung in the celestial, God was there. When there was no sea to shining sea, God was there. When there was no life or light, God was there." And I started to look at those scriptures and think along those lines. And I started to look in my life from A to B to C all the way to where I am right now. And I started to realize God has a history of doing just exactly what I'm saying, of being there. And so as I begin to deal with this, I started to realize, and I already know this, but sometimes, again, my life gets to be crazy. And I start feeling like I'm carrying this load by myself. I feel like I'm carrying this load alone. I feel like I get to particular places and in, in, in particular moments of my life, and I'm just like, man, I don't know if 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 
this thing is adding up the way that I thought it would or, or things of that nature. And I start feeling alone. I'm pushing toward a goal. I'm, I'm pushing toward a place, but I can't seem to, 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 to feel anything. And, 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 and I don't really know how to get to where I'm trying to get to. And I start to feel like I'm alone. Or, or like I might have made, maybe I missed God, or maybe I missed the opportunity, or maybe the door shut and it's not going to open. And, and, I, and I start to battle these things. But then I start to look at these scriptures that we just read from the beginning. He was there before the stars. He was there before the seas. He was there before the light. He was there before the life. He was there. And I start to think about these things. And in my spirit, I could hear this voice saying, if I was there, then I'm there now. And it was such a great assurance that rested in my spirit, and it gave me much confidence in my faith, knowing that if God was there in the beginning, and if God was there at the creation, God was there for, for this one and for that one, then I know for a certainty that his pattern is to be there. And he's to be anything that I need him in that moment when it's going on. But the fact is, the, the very bottom as this boils all the way down is the fact that God is always there. We live in a world of abandonment. We live in a world where people are left alone. We live in a world where people let others down. But God has shown a pattern of him being faithful to you and I. He will not let us down. He will not leave us. He will always be there. The Bible says things like this in Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength. And then it says, a very present help in time of trouble. He is there. Is what the Bible's saying. And then we read scriptures like Psalm 23 and 5, and this is very common. And it says, Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. So he's there in the beginning, before the stars, before the seas, before the light, before the life. He is there in my trouble, is what they're saying. He's a very present help in my time of trouble. And then it goes a little, a little further, and it says, In the presence of mine enemy. When I am surrounded, when things are going bad, when I don't know which way to go, and I know my enemies are there to slay me, the Bible says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. But if you boil it down to the very bottom, it's saying God is there. When I'm surrounded by my enemies, when I'm in a place of refuge, or when I'm on top of the mountain, God is there. He's there. And we can we can go all over the Bible thinking about these things. First Kings uh, chapter number 19, verse number four, it's very, very popular Bible um, message to preach or, or to teach or things of that nature. Elijah goes to the cave, he says, or under the juniper tree, he says, it's enough. I'm, I'm not better than my father's. He's going through all these, these motions of just kind of tapping out emotionally. He's, he's battling all this stuff and, and, and he's going through it and he's just kind of Oh man, he's down and 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 the fact is he was in a spiritual battle. He had just taken care uh, of false prophets. He had done all this stuff and then he was battling the spirit of Jezebel and he had just been overtaken almost and he was he was he was just saying I've seen enough. And what you and I have to understand is that spiritual warfare has the capacity to do that to us to push us into a cave, to push us into a dark place, to push us into it, it doesn't change the fact of who you and I are or what we deal with, but, but sometimes spiritual warfare will do that. But the Bible says that God in a still small voice began to speak to Elijah. He was there. That's what it says. It says he wasn't in this and he wasn't in that and he wasn't in all, all these things, 
but he was in a still small voice. And sometimes it's a still small voice. Sometimes it's in in in, in the fire. Sometimes for, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's the fire, or, or or however it is that God finds. And for Moses, the burning bush, and so on and so forth. But the fact that we're going to recount constantly over and over and over is that God was there. He was there for Moses. He was there for uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. He was there for for Daniel. He was there throughout time for every every instance that there was a t- a need that that they needed a voice or a knock or or some wisdom or or some understanding or things of that nature. It'll say that God performed this. But what I'm reading into this moment right now is that God is there. In John 11, life has brought sickness. And took Lazarus to the tomb. Life tends to do that to you and I sometimes. Sometimes I feel like um, I'm a step from the grave. Sometimes I feel like I'm so exhausted. I don't know if I can go another step further. I don't know. And Elijah's laying there in the tomb wrapped up in these clothes. and, and, And he can't even see to get himself out. And the Bible says that Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And all of a sudden, he had no choice but to stand up out of there and, 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 and hop out if he had to, whatever he had to do to get out of there. The fact is that, 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 he wasn't, that God wasn't there on man's time, but he was there. His spirit was there. His mind was there. His intention was there. Now, when he, when he begins to intertwine his intention with our faith or his intention with a moment, because God is all about timing, that is up to God completely. But the fact is God is there the same as he was there in the beginning, the same as he was there for Elijah, the same as he was there for Lazarus, the same as he was there for all these people. I feel an echo in my spirit this week saying God is here. If he was here then or if he was there, then he's here too. And then we look, at, we look at Simon Peter. He was in prison for the cause of Christ. And all of a sudden, there's an angel that smacks him on the side and says, hey, get up, man. You got to get out of here. It's not your time yet. I'm making a way for you. So the church is in prayer and Simon Peter's in prison and God is right there. He didn't stop at creation. He didn't stop at the celestial. He didn't stop at, at, the, at the stars in the sky. He didn't stop at the seas. He didn't stop with the trees or things of that nature. He, he went all the way from there, and he went to Elijah, and he went to Lazarus, and then he goes to, to Simon Peter in this moment, and he won't stop at Simon Peter. He will go beyond Simon Peter, and he will find me in my circumstance, or he will find me in my place, and it's not just about what I need. His, his desire is as a father to a, to a child. He wants me to have what I need, but he is looking to give me what I want and give me favor so that I, I can live as a ro- as royalty. That's who he's created me to be. I'm a royal priesthood. I shouldn't walk around beaten down. I shouldn't walk around a- a- as the weakest and anemic in the room. That is not what the abundance favor of God is like. God is looking to, to give you the promotion. God is looking to bless you with, with, with favor in your life in whatever capacity that is. So just know right now that God did not stop at Lazarus. He didn't stop at Elijah. He didn't stop at Simon Peter. And he is not going to stop at you. He is going to continue to be God until the time comes that he calls his church home. God will be there. And maybe you've struggled lately. Maybe you've been feeling like you're on your own. Maybe you've been feeling like you've been dealing with some things and you don't really know uh, if this is going to work out the way you want it to or whatever. But I've come to tell you, I've come to give you an encouraging word today and letting you know that God was there then 
and God is here now. Jeremiah, this is, this is again, a very common scripture. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. I knew about your failures. I knew about your unfaithfulness. I knew about your, your, your struggles. I knew that, that there would be a time in your life when you went up and down or whatever. I, I understand that. But I knew you before all that happened. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I had you on my mind, what this is saying. And then he says to, to the prophet, I, or, I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And I, and I think about this, and I think about, I, I, I try in my own mind, it just sort of seems like when, when I'm reading this scripture, he's talking to Jeremiah, but I feel like he's talking to me. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. He said that to Jeremiah, but he, he, that implies the same thing because he knew exactly who I was. He knew exactly what I would do. He knew exactly how I would handle certain situations. He knew all that. In between Jeremiah and me was a cross. And he saw that cross to get to me, and he said, you know what? I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to go to Calvary for you because I know you make mistakes. I know you may not always make the right decision. I know things might not always add up the way you're looking for them to add up, but that will not change the fact that I'm going to stand right there with you through it. Isn't it so encouraging to know that God is going to stand right here with me no matter what? The prophet said, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. When I fall, when I go down to the mat, I'm not going to stay there because greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. God will be there when I hit the ground ready to lift me up as though I'm Simon Peter walking on the water and I slip through and he has to save me from myself. God is all powerful and willing to do so. I just have to accept the fact that he's going to stand there with me. And when I do fall, reach out and take his hand. Allow the redemption of God to be in my life. Allow the mercy of God to be in my life. And further than that, allow the favor of God to be in my life. I do deserve the raise. God is going to give me the promotion. I do deserve things to work out on my job. I do deserve uh, things to work out in, in whatever capacity, whether it be a job or school or, 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 or so on and so forth. I deserve these things. God is going to watch out for me. He is going to let these things happen in my life. Now, I may have to face some issues. Now, I may have to, 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 to deal with whatever. But God is going to make these things come to the good of those who believe. He has an expected end. That's what the Bible says. An expected end. He is looking at my life and he's saying, I got a plan for you. And what you need to know, no matter what, what you need to understand is very simple. And that is this. I'll be there. I was there at the beginning. I was there for Moses. I've been there for Abraham. I've been there for Jacob. I was there for Isaac. I have been there from the beginning. And since he's the Alpha and the Omega, it lets me know he's gonna he's been there from the beginning, but he's gonna be there to the end. 
thank God for the comforter that's going to stay with me to the very end. He's going to watch out for me. He's going to he's going to battle for me. He's going to make sure that I am successful. And I receive that into my spirit today. And I give him the glory and the honor and the adoration because he deserves everything that I can give to him. I am faithful. I am filled with faith knowing that God is here. He was there and he's still here today. I hope this word encourages you. I hope it lets you know that you're going to make it, that everything's going to be all right. Amen and amen. I love you guys. Again, thanks for joining me this weekend. I pray again that you would join me next weekend. And until then, God bless you. Love you. Praying for you. Have a great weekend.